it's 10 past 10, the National Student uh, Financial Aid Scheme, or NSFAS, has extended applications for this year's academic year to the 21st of January. This means applicants and their parents have a bit more time to fix whatever documentation that is still outstanding. To talk more on this and what they foresee and also what is it that parents and applicants should know and need to do, we're joined on the line by Gahisho Mamabolo, who is the spokesperson for the National Students' Financial Aid Scheme. Gahisho, good morning. Thank you so much. You uh, did... You gave the extension because the extension to the 21st of January. Uh, good morning, KG, and thank you for inviting us. Yes, uh, our board uh, consulted with uh, Minister Brady Monday yesterday after they did an evaluation of how many applications have been received as of yesterday. And of course, we also noticed your line, your line, Kahisho, your line is doing us badly. Can you move around for me, please? Because this impo- yes, inf- information yes. is important for a lot of people. Uh, so maybe oh, let's try okay. again. Yes. So the point I was making was that as of yesterday, the board reviewed uh, the state of applications to date and discovered that uh, the number of students who have applied as of yesterday it's uh, significantly lower than the previous uh, years. And also there have been stakeholders in the higher education sector who have called for an extension. So there were lots of consultations up to yesterday where the, both the board and the minister agreed that uh, it will be important to extend the, the applications. But one also other contributing factor was the fact that... Um, the matrix results, which were expected to be released uh, sooner, uh, will be now be uh, released towards um, the 20th uh, of January or so. Therefore, NEFAS relies on the matrix results in order to confirm funding for more students. So the extension is now in line also with the release, release of the matrix. Uh, yeah. Do you what do you attribute uh, the numbers of applications uh, 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 dropping to? What do you think is the reason why you have less students that have applied uh, up to now compared to previous years? Uh, you know, KG, this is also a question for for all of us, and I'll tell you why. Because um, in the past we had uh, a very long application process, tedious uh, documents needed to be uploaded. But this year, we have only three steps, and in five minutes, you would have submitted your application. But we have noticed that uh, most students that are applying online are using the old, uh, I'll I'll, I'll say the old browser. Uh, and mostly it does not allow them to enter into our website. So we ask them to refresh and update their browser, especially when they are using uh, cell phones. Also, we noticed that the COVID-19 might have had a significant uh, impact on the movement and uh, access to facilities that would normally give students applications. Usually universities, for example, will provide uh, their lab, 
their uh, laboratories, computer laboratories, to help us to uh, apply. They will do our outreach campaign. So we, 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 we are thinking that uh, maybe that is one of the reasons why there's been a low uh, turnout. Even ourselves as NESFAS, we haven't been able to do an outreach campaign as, as we would normally do hmm. when we were not under lockdown. Yeah, when you were not under lockdown. Uh, by the way, if uh, you've applied for NSFAS uh, uh, or are wanting to apply or have a question, uh, here's your opportunity to talk to the spokesperson of the National Student Financial Aid Scheme, Kakisho uh, Mamabulu. Please call us on uh, 011-714-2006, 011-714-2006, or quickly send us uh, a WhatsApp voice note that we can play for him on uh, 61 That's 061-410-4107. Let's talk about the issue of, uh, you know, uh, the documentation uh, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, one needs to apply for NSFAS because I think it's important for us to send that information out, particularly for the people that will be applying still for the very first time. Yes. Uh, all applicants must provide a copy of ID, a temporary ID issued by the Department of Home Affairs is also uh, accepted. We also uh, require copies of uh, parents, legal guardians, uh, or spouse. We need copies of their IDs. In a case where uh, an applicant never received a social grant from government. So if an applicant has received social grant from government, we don't need any other document except a copy of ID. And and I think this has caused a confusion because a lot of applicants that are SASA recipients, they were surprised that we were not asking for more documents. So they were asking us questions as to, I don't have an option to upload any other uh, documents. Mm. We, we, we also require proof of income where an applicant uh, uh, as parents are earning a salary. So we request a latest pay slip of not older than three months. Where the, up, the there is no income, we require an UIF letter or a, or, or a retrenchment letter of, of some sort. We also uh, have a document which we call Disability Annex a form. This is for persons with disability, and we must emphasize that uh, we have seen a decline in the last two years as well of students with disabilities applying. We have more opportunities and more funding for persons with disabilities, and so we encourage them uh, uh, to apply. So those are the only documents uh, that are required in order to apply. But I must also emphasize that if you are a permanent resident in South Africa and have a ID copy and ID number, you are also eligible to receive the NSFAS funding. Okay, we have a, a voice note for you, Kahisho, uh, from one of our listeners. Let's hear what they have to say so you can respond to it. Please, Susie, can you ask for me again for a question of TVET students which were not funded but they receive a confirmation. Even the status says that they are they are funded, but we never receive anything from NSFAS. 
we call NSFAS, we wrote emails, they told us no payments due to us will be paid. It was last year, the semester two, but they never pay us, even reach the closing date. The next thing now we're being told for 2022. So we don't know what is happening. Why should we? I, the, the worrying factor to me is that many students drop out. I'm a student leader. People, uh, students come to me and tell me that, no, I'm not coming back on this year because I was never funded for the whole semester. But the status say I'm funded. I can't even apply for another uh, grants because I'm funded by NSFAS, but I'm not receiving anything. Please, man. Okay. Uh, TVET uh, students that, uh, you know, uh, received confirmation of funding, but the funding never came? Uh, let me put it this way, KG. So NSFAS has a responsibility of communicating application outcomes to the applicants directly. And then the college and the universities have the responsibility of claiming the funds on behalf of the students. Meaning if a student has received a communication that they are funded, but the college or the university does not claim the funds, NSFAS will not release those funds to the student. Secondly, student leaders, uh, like the one who sent a voice note, mm. are part and parcel of managing the NSFAS processes at universities and Tibet colleges. Therefore, they have a process which they follow specially because they are student leaders in order to resolve their issues. So they will know why the, the university or the college is not claiming for those students. But if we receive a specific ID number of the affected students, we can then uh, deal with it directly and not generalize. And re- receive it where? Is it on email, on uh, receive that, uh, that, uh, that information where? The Student Support Center at the college is comprised of student leaders. And they collate all the information okay. as they receive it, and then they send it to NEFAS through a special email address. Okay. So, so it would be in the institution. They, there's a specific yes. place for them to go in the institution. Okay. Uh, yes. we, we have some calls also for you, Kahisho. Uh, Loazi in Pulukwane. Good morning, Loazi. Uh, good morning, good morning. Uh, yes, uh, I have a question, right? Um, I I am doing um, my a degree uh, with UNISA. Uh, it's not my first degree. I I did a degree first uh, in education. I was not funded by NSFAS, so now I'm doing another degree as well because um, I was not getting a job. So I thought I should try something else. So I'd like to know if I'm eligible to get NSFAS funding since I didn't use NSFAS for the first. Uh, degree and then uh, another question related to that will be um, I did the first year at UNISA because I started last year uh, but because I didn't have money to pay uh, I didn't get my results and uh, I don't think I'll be able to register so if I'm eligible for NSFAS will NSFAS cover the previous debt or they will cover from uh, my second year going on what did you hear did you hear that Kahisho? Uh, Yes, yes, I did. Okay, so you can the, respond. The, the answer is that the NEFAS eligibility criteria is based on uh, applicants who do not have a first qualification. Mm. Meaning, if 
you already have a qualification, a post-school qualification, even though it's not funded by NETFAS, you will not be eligible for, for funding. The reason is simply because government is prioritizing those who don't have degrees or diplomas. We want to encourage people to obtain their first qualification. Okay. Um, I, I hope he's answered, Loazi. I hope you're answered, Loazi. Uh, Matebe in Johannesburg. Hello, Matebe. Good morning. Um, I just have a quick question. It's actually twofold. The first question is, I've applied for my son, and I'm on the fifth phase of the application status where it says um, funding eligibility. Um, and the second phase, and the second question is, UCT um, first-year students need to be at the university at the 29th of January. Um, and how does that work? I know that the results are only coming out end of this month. So how, how would that work in terms of funding and making sure, you know, the funds are with the university um, when he starts on the 29th of January? Did you just do metric last year? Yeah, my son completed his metric last year. Okay, okay. Uh, do you want to respond, Kahisho? Yes. Um, firstly, the fact that the son uh, application process did not confirm the funding immediately, it means that two things. One, the parents and uh, more than um, the, the, the required amount. Two, could also be that maybe if they don't earn more than uh, 350 it could be that the applicant did not receive SASA. So therefore, NEFAS will rely on information submitted by the parents in terms of their income, and that will be assessed. If that has been done and they've been successful, it means that we are only waiting for the metric results and also the confirmation from the university that the student has been placed for an appropriate a program that is funded by by NESFAS. As soon as the results are out, uh, funding will be sent to the institution. But the important message to parents is, if you are funded, you a student can proceed and register for free without paying registration. Okay. NESFAS funds will be claimed by the university after the student has been registered. Okay, so they will be claimed by the university. So, which means that after, if if the registration process has been followed through properly, then they can start at the institution yes. as as they required to. I hope you heard that, Matebe. Naomi. Oh, okay. Thank you, Matebe, uh, and good luck to your son, uh, Naomi in Durban. Hello, Naomi. Hello. Hi. Um, I just had a question about how long it takes for the NSS to get approved because I'm just anxious because in 2020 I had been approved to get NSS and then I got rejected later on in the year, but I only found out when I was registering for my second year. So I didn't get to do my second year in 2021. But I applied again for 2022 this year, but it's still on checking for funding eligibility. So I just want to know how long it's going to take. 
on okay. that stage. Sure. It, it, you, so, you sound so anxious, I can imagine. Kakisho, <laughs> uh, did you hear that question? I did, but I just want to ask a question. Did they give uh, the reason why the funding was uh, rejected? And also... So oh, what sorry. was the reason, Naomi? Yes, they had said that uh, the household income was above 350000 and then I appealed. Um, I gave all the proof um, from the Department of Labor that my mom isn't employed, but then they rejected the appeal as well. Hmm. Okay. okay. It, it makes sense. Uh, it sounds familiar. It means that uh, the proof of income that the applicant has submitted to NESFAS contradicts with what uh, uh, information NESFAS received from third parties. Therefore, my my advice for the student would be that um, if the financial circumstances have changed and uh, the application has been received by NESFAS, it will be available just after the metric results because it means that we will therefore consider any alternative uh, additional documents submitted for us to really look at the financial um, uh, circumstances. But I must indicate that if parents are in above 350, the application will not be uh, successful. Okay. Uh, 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 good luck, Naomi. I hope it all works out for you and you're able to continue somehow with your studies and uh, finish them. Thank you for your call. We have a voice note as well for Kahisho. Let's hear what they had to say. Hi, KG and the Nesfas guy. I just wanted to know, for the students who are earning the 350 uh, Sasa thingy, do they qualify for Nesfas or they have to first cancel the 350 and then apply for Nesfas? Tsuakai from Bloemfontein. Did you hear Tsuakai Kahisho? I think it's uh, the 350 rent, uh, uh, the, the COVID relief fund 350 rent she's talking about. <laughs> Yes, that 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 question nearly dribbled me. Yeah, because I also thought three hundred and fifty thousand rands a year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's let 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 let's uh, maybe put it this way. Let's say if you are currently funded by NEFA, you are getting your NEFA allowances. You will not be able to qualify for three fifty of government relief fund. However, if you do not have NEFA yet you will be eligible for it. So you can apply for NESFAS funding, but as soon as you qualify for NESFAS, the 350 will be stopped. Will lapse, okay. Yeah, will lapse, yeah. Okay. Uh, Chawe in the Northwest Province. Good morning, Chawe. Oh, Chawe, I'm sorry. Hi, Chawe. Yes, uh, yes. Yes. Yes, I just have a uh, quick question. Uh, last year in 2021, I was uh, studying ISTSK from UNISA, uh, funded by NFSAS, and then this year I applied for bachelor degree. So my question is, uh, I want to know if I have to reapply for NFSAS to be, to be funded for uh, bachelor degree this year. Did you hear, Kakisho? Yes, I did, but uh, to be honest, I don't want to give the uh, wrong information. I'm not certain, and I don't have information at my uh, disposal at the moment. I think it's an issue of articulation because obviously a certificate will be a, a qualification as well. Yeah. But I'm not sure whether it is well articulated 
to be able to, uh, to, to, to continue your studies from a certificate into a degree. But if it's a completely new and different qualification, I doubt that the application will be successful, but I can confirm and send that information to you uh, during the course of your program, and then you can just announce it. Yeah. Uh, last year, in the middle of, of last year, uh, we also have some voice note questions, but before we go to them, uh, in the middle of last year, you had a, a, a situation as NSFAS with a lot of uh, students, Gakisho, uh, crying yeah. foul uh, because they were being targeted by online scammers who were seeking to access their allowances. Uh, what's happened there? Uh, has that problem been resolved? It's a very, very difficult problem, and it will require applicants to be vigilant but it will require all the community uh, to, to to work together the problem here is we do have people that are pretending to be NASFAS officials across the country some they even put posters for the internet cafe and saying NASFAS application here the danger with using their resources is that they copy personal information as you do your application. Therefore, we are encouraging all the people not to use uh, other application centers except the NYDA offices or government Chisong centers. We have a way on our website where you can reset your password and you can create your own password without relying on the third person, but I think the only thing we can do at this point is to ask applicants to be vigilant and to ensure that they go to accredited NASFAS centers for application. Yeah. In terms of your system, is everything ready for 2022, uh, you know, uh, technologically speaking? Uh, you know, are there no glitches in your system? Is everything, uh, you know, well-oiled, running smoothly and, and making uh, it easy for those that can access NSFAS funds to be able to just get through the process without technical challenges? Obviously, uh, the, the test was yesterday, as it, it is always the case towards the close of the application period where students will flood our call center. I mean, not our call center, but rather our online port. Yes, our website. So yesterday we experienced some couple of uh, downtime. uh, But besides the downtime of yesterday, the system has been very efficient. The enhancement that we have done this year was to ensure that students receive the real-time outcome of NESFAS. So those that have received social grant prior, we have received their information from the Department of Social Development, and as soon as they submit the application, the uh, outcome will be communicated instantly. So we have also noticed that um, students that are not typing their names and say name as they appear on the ID number, uh, on the ID document. The system does not recognize them and therefore create an error message. The reason is because we have already pre-populated all and we are linked with the Department of Home Affairs to verify citizenship. So applicants are asked to do it exactly as it appears. We also have challenges of students 
about applicants who have changed their applic- uh, their names recently, meaning by the time when we got the Home Affairs database, they were in a process of changing their names. So those would therefore need to register their issue with us. We have also seen a challenge students not finding their schools, their last school attended on our system. This is because our online system uh, takes is only uploading schools that have been given to us by basic education. So meaning if your last school attendant is not uh, enlisted on Department of Basic Education database, it will not appear, appear on NESPA. So we have added other options. So the applicant can just click other and not worry about their name of school. The system will accept yeah. And they will put it. Let's clarify again for, you know, uh, for, for, for clarity's sake, the issue of the 350,000 rand earnings limit. Uh, is that the total household income requirement? Yes. So the persons whose combined household income is 350 or is more than 350, they will not qualify. So when Income is combined, we mean parents, both mother and father, or whoever is a breadwinner in the family. It must be below 350. And then persons living with disabilities, the income is kept up to 600,000 per annum. Okay. Uh, let's uh, do one last voice note question and then we can let you uh, go, Gahisho. Uh, let's hear what they had to say. Hello, KG. On the issue of NSFAS, can you ask them why do they take time to start paying out, especially learners that are at FETs? Last year, my cousin had to wait up until end of March to April to receive money, which she was required to also pay for accommodation and, and, and had to buy food. But NSFAS only came in later in, in April. Yes, they paid her, but the problem is that from January until March or April, you know, students are struggling. So can they fast track and ensure that students get monies, you know, especially returning students, they get money as early as January or as soon as the institutions open so that they can be able to get accommodation. Okay, I'm sure you heard that, Kakisho. Yes. So the answer is that the NASFAS system works on a, 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 a claim. So like I said earlier, the college will have to claim from NASFAS the fund. However, what we do, last year we had COVID. Registration closed end of April last year. Therefore means some universities and colleges were only able to confirm that the students have been registered and only send that information to NESFAS. Even if you have been approved for funding for NESFAS, NESFAS will not send your money to your university or college until such time we have received proof of registration. The other thing to clarify is that uh, usually uh, students will deregister or will register and later on move to another university and register again. To avoid double registration, we therefore wait for one university or college to claim. 
to help students to get advanced before February, March, and April, what we do, we give money to the college in advance for them to determine which students are qualifying for NESFAS and therefore pay those students advance while they are waiting, while they are still collecting registration information and send it to NESFAS. Okay. Therefore, therefore, if it happens that a student has been receiving allowances in January and February and March, but later on we don't receive registration, money will be discontinued as well. Okay. Uh, good luck, I suppose, to you and the students uh, uh, for the year 2022. Thank you so much for your patience and uh, for making the time uh, to talk to us. Uh, Kakisho Mamabulo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Kakisho Mamabulo is the spokesperson for the National Students Financial Aid Scheme. We're going to do a quick detour and then come back and have a conversation about the future of the women's movement in South Africa. It's 1046.